Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalanced Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we're back with another one for you. I can strongly say this is one of the most deepest conversations I've had on the show, and what I love about it is I'm also showcasing somebody who, as of late, has been a major influence behind the scenes of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Today's episode features my producer, Alex Carkaby. She is also one of the main reps at our new home, our new studio, Talk Shoe in the Stack Market. And this episode spawned um, one day prior to this very recording. I went into the studio just to ask her about a technical thing, see if I can work something out. Um, I was thinking I'd be in there for like five, ten minutes. And me and Alex started talking, and we just totally went down the rabbit hole. And next thing you know, two hours went by of some of the most honest, open, profound shit <laughs> um, I've ever had in a conversation in a very long time. And in the midst of that, I'm like, this should have been an episode. So I politely asked her, uh, knowing we could never recreate that moment, it's like, hey, do you want to just have this talk on the mic the next day. And again, we uh, we turned on the mics for this round. I wasn't trying to recreate that awesome moment, but I did bring up some, some of the beyond-the-surface stuff we talked about, and we even took it to different places. And, yeah, subjects like human connection, mental health, your intuition, mental conditioning, managing positive and negative energies, and yeah, that kind of sums up a lot of the stuff. Um, there's more to it, but um, I want to say Alex, she has like just this incredible perspective. And though she is very young, it seems like she has more life experience in different perspectives than a lot of people I know in my circle. She grew up in Abu Dhabi, moved to Canada, and beyond all the subjects we tackle, we learn a bit about her story in the layers of her background that kind of brought her to the unique gem she is today. And I forget if I said this on or off the mic, she feels like she's just lived a bunch of lives and it's amazing to have this open conversation with her. And you're going to hear it today. I'm excited to share this one with you. And I want to say, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, I mentioned in intros that I'm trying to get the, the sound a little cleaner. Um, because TalkShoe provides these amazing microphones, but kind of how they're set up, their in-house recording would go through almost like a Skype chat style of server, and it would like compress it a lot. But um, it's kind of ideal for a lot of like the clientele they have in and out, just doing quick podcasts. Like you can just go live, you can accept phone calls. But since I edit them, I wanted to get the best quality out of these amazing mics and we figured it out and you'll hear it in the interview portion this is the best sounding episode of the creative imbalance and again thank you to talk shoe and a biggest shout out to electro voice i don't know shit behind the technology but um if you like the sound of this it's uh the mic is the electro voice model 309A or 309A, whatever you want to call it. And Electro Voice is a sponsor of TalkShoe. They provide the equipment. 
and one of the reasons why this space is running for me. So again, shout out to them. If you want to check out any of their products, it's at, at Electro Voice Official. And other than that, I want to say for all of you who are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Podacy, Pod Addict, TalkShoe, and any of your favorite podcast listening apps, I want to let you know that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're going to see pictures of me and Alex in the studio and some some additional content to coincide with what we were talking about. Also, I want to entice you to uh, click around on the few other shows at Girth Radio. Lots of people um, ask me about it because you guys know Girth Radio used to have a studio and it was my old home. The Sanctuary, I used to call it. And the owner sold the whole building and kind of derailed our mission of promoting independent media and we had something very special going on and even though we don't have the studio anymore we're keeping the platform going um there's there's still a few shows there's the creative imbalance there's welcome there's my summer lair there's pub hub they're all different vibes but all have a similar spirit so i want to entice you too if you do end up checking out my page for the creative imbalance on girth radio go check out some of the other shows and I feel like we're less of like a network now and more just a gang with similar souls, but doing different things. And and overall, I think that's fucking cool. <laughs> so yeah, support me by supporting them. So yeah, I believe that's all I want to say for an intro. Here's Alex Carkaby of TalkShoe coming at you right now. Girth Radio in session. One thing I want to say, I love how yesterday... Oh, by the way, I did an intro so people know who you are oh, already. okay, cool. But um, <laughs> I love how yesterday I came in just to ask you like a technical question. I'm like, this is going to be like five minutes or something. And I ended up staying like for two hours and we were in the rabbit hole of like one of the deepest co- talks I've had in a long time yeah. about the human psyche <laughs> and everything. <laughs> and like during it, we're like, oh, that should be like a fucking episode, you know? But I know. That's what happens whenever someone gets in a conversation with me and I actually want to engage. I'm like too engaging. I'm like, okay, now I hope you have two hours to sit down and like have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure this happens a lot too, being in here and like kind of like producing everybody, setting up all the mics and everything and you overhearing like their conversation like sometimes you feel like you want to just jump in and start talking um i feel like the correct answer should be yes but to be honest it's like not a lot of people are extremely engaging to be it's very rare for me to find people who it's like i can converse with them for a long time don't get me wrong the people who come in here are extremely interesting and they're very passionate about what they have to say but there's no like conversional connection between us you know yeah yeah if that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah just the uh, the chemistry is not there maybe or whatever but yeah or they don't want to engage 
half the people that come in here are just people who like see the market and are like really interested in like starting a podcast themselves. So they don't give a shit about me. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay, press start. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, this, this is my show. <laughs> yeah. And then the other half of people, they are like, wow, this is bad math. There's going to be three halves. <laughs> yeah. First half, don't go fuck. Second half are people who um, have a produced show and like they just like want to get done with it. And then the other half, the third half of people, um, yeah, I just don't care to talk to them. Yeah. Eh. See, my perspective is I've been doing this by myself for so long and I'm absolutely so grateful and thankful to have some help. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to worry about this recording or whatever. And then as I'm talking to somebody, you're outside taking pictures or whatever. This is just oh, like I a fucking that. beautiful experience for me. And, yeah, I just appreciate you. And this is why there's the Alex episode. And yes. <laughs> it's just beyond cool to talk to you. And I want my listeners to get to know you as well because, like I said yesterday as I was talking to you, you seem like you're – you're very young, but you feel like you've lived multiple lives in a way and ex- so much experience in life from where you were born to now. And do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like where, yeah. you, where you grew up? And Absolutely. So um, I am quite young. I'm only 20 years old. Uh, I was born in Toronto, like North York area. And I lived there until I was eight years old. And then little eight-year-old me had to pick up and go to uh, Abu Dhabi, which is um, in the Middle East it's one of the United Arab Emirates. Um, and I grew up there and I lived there for nine, nine-ish years. And I moved back to Toronto when I was 16. So um, it was definitely very pivotal points to move in. I feel like when I moved there, it was um, kind of where you start to like have memories. And this is when you start to like learn things. Yeah, yeah. And then when I moved back, I was already kind of like an established person. I had my personality and like my morals about me. And it was just completely skewed from what the rest of the people who I went to high school with had because I grew up in a very, very different environment. Um, like the government is run by the Islamic law and um, it's very conservative. Yeah, just it's like people. opposite here, like just the vibe and everything. It's yeah. very, very opposite in so many different ways. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's not even one point I can start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like how much time My do we have? My brain is right? just like going in a million different directions. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, that, that's, uh, you know, it's like a good combo too. Sometimes it's like starts off like a tree trunk and then it's just like flourishes yeah. into a tree. It's like, oh, which way is this going to go? But um, obviously you coming back to Canada it's in your teenage years it must have been like crazy to adapt and like oh my god it was so confusing um it was confusing for the fact that when i found out that i was moving back to toronto i was very scared um for the fact that i believed that people in north america were just extremely ignorant and not towards anything in general i just was like they're just ignorant they don't know anything about the middle east they're like news is skewed they're gonna um not understand where I come from and judge me. And they did. They 100% did. But the shock also came um, to me because I didn't realize how hard it would be for me to assimilate to their culture Mm -hmm. and to, like, the society here. Uh, It was very, very shocking. Um, Mostly, I mean, people are are ignorant to, like, Middle Eastern news, but I was ignorant just to how to, like, interact with people. So people here, they're a lot more liberal and there's a lot more communication among, like, people with their families or people in like classrooms or um just like among students so it was very difficult for me to make friends in that sense because I, I didn't know how to relate to any of them they were all talking about pop culture things or um just 
I don't know. Like, for example, just like sex was like one of the biggest things too is people spoke about it so liberally here and um, you see it in movies and you see it in like all the media whereas in Abu Dhabi you don't see anything. It's yeah. very much like don't ask, don't tell. So sex, don't talk about it. Drags, or drags. Yeah. <laughs> Drugs don't exist over there. Hypothetically speaking, it's, they have a hair run problem right now. Mm-hmm. Insider news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was very difficult to relate to people here because I didn't do any drugs. I didn't, um, I was prudish to people here. Yeah, and you were, like, you went deeper yesterday telling me that um, you were almost, like, in your own head and, like, just a quiet girl, which is very hard for me to imagine because... I've met you recently and you're like one of the most bubbly, like friendly people I've met as a recent and even like I'll bring every one of my guests I've brought in to talk to you so far. Like we walk out of the door and they're like, oh, that girl is so nice and cool. And like, so it's like that kind of blew me away when you were telling me about your past and uh, how, I don't know, it's just like you can mentally suppress yourself in a way and just, but it's not like really like your fault. It's just trying to switch and adapt um, to your... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was um, a lot more switches just on like the cultural thing. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very, it's so cool because even the friend group that I have now, who I love so dearly, um, they only met me recently within like the past like few months, and it's just so cool for people to describe me as someone who's like bubbly and charismatic and um, like outspoken and loud because I never was. I was extremely anxious and such a quiet person yeah yeah <laughs> and no one believes me and it's just like that's like the coolest thing ever to me i'm like no one knows like, <laughs> yeah yeah that's actually so badass it's like it you is. just got like a hard reset on like your life and do you yeah. do you actually feel now this is like the person you want to be or whatever not contrived by definitely I, yeah, yeah. definitely i do come across a little strong nowadays because um it's like a complete overcompensation for how i used to be and i'm still learning how to communicate properly with people. And this sounds super sad, but like I just, I'm really new to talking and I'm really new to talking with people and interacting and have like social connections because I never had it before. And um, it's almost addicting. And I feel like that's why I am so open and like charismatic now. It's because I'm like, oh my God, people are awesome. Like I just want to talk to people yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's learning how to kind of subdue that and like get to know people and like start it a relationship from the beginning again. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm doing an okay job. You're doing a great job. (laughs) And it's like, I don't feel like you're overdoing it, even though like, I do feel like you're more open than like a lot of people. I know like a lot of people in the city are very sheltered. They keep their head down. And, uh, like you were even saying, you're the type of, you see somebody just looking down or whatever, you'd go up and ask them if they're okay and absolutely and it almost gives me pleasure to even it happened today i was walking to work and there was a i was like passing by people as you normally would on the street and some girl was walking towards me and she just had like such a scowl on her face and she looked so upset and i had my like sunglasses on which i think are kind of funky and like i'm wearing I don't know. I just feel like I'm walking down the street like, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of the smile on my face. And everything her, is awesome. Yeah, like, everything's great. And yeah. so I give her this, like, I shoot her this, like, huge dorky smile. And she just, like, smiled back at me, almost, like, laughing a bit. And yeah, know, yeah. it's just, like, that's so pleasing to me just to be able to, like, take somebody who looks so upset and even just shoot them a goofy smile and, like, they smile back. Like, why not? It's so easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe, too, there's, like, this unseen... This is me getting all spacey. I believe there's unseen, like, fucking energy between people, too. Because I've had moments like that, too, where I'd see somebody, like, 
almost like in a similar situation, like head down or whatever. And I want to give them the smile. And then they look up and look at me. And then it happens. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Did you feel like the force or what? Oh, I don't know I what that, that is, but I believe it's like a thing. That, I mean, people from like, people want to call it different things. People and like, I think it's like science calls it energy. Religion calls it spirits. And like people, like spiritual people um, call it um not intuition, but like connection. I yeah, guess. yeah. Like I one hundred percent feel that. I always, um, I don't know. It's almost it is like an energy, like a force. You really do feel the different levels of tension between people. When I make a connection with somebody, like it's um, it's really cool. When I look in someone's eyes, like sometimes you can really just see the person. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I feel like that's, I said earlier in the, I kind of contradicted myself earlier in the podcast. I said, oh, I don't care to speak to people. And then like two minutes later, I was like, I love talking to people. Uh, just to clarify, um, when I talk to people, I can almost instantly tell whether or not they're actually com- communicating with me and connecting with me. And um, so if I don't feel that connection, I just, I don't feel like engaging because um, I feel like they're not present with me. And I can say that kind of through experience where I was so in my head all the, all the time that I never truly connected with people. Mm. I was thinking too much about it. Like, how are they going to be engaged with me? Are they going to like me? What do I say to make them think I'm this person or that person? And now I'm just kind of free spirit in, in the sense where it's like, I just talk to people and I feel like I give off that connection. And if I don't reciprocate or if I don't get it reciprocated, then I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of goes full circle, too, about you, like, talking about some of the people who come here. And it's just like, yeah, I kind of just turn on the mics. It's not like an experience like me or you have where I would imagine you would have more often. But I guess I guess not. Like, some people are into their own agenda or whatever and not, like, seeing the whole. Yeah, you can't blame them, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, a different kind of person. I feel like you're kind of the same way. It's where you like engaging with people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's just a different feeling with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. You have to direct me in this in this podcast. And my head is like almost too spacey. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. My first time on air, I'm like already so nervous. <laughs> yeah, but but it, you don't sound nervous, which is really interesting to me too. And um, actually, it's it's funny too. I think I'm I got like a similar personality too because I've had like interviews where. I'd have somebody who I'm a fan of and I'm do- going through the motions, but like deep in my head, I'm like feel nervous or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking as I got out of that, I'm like, oh, I was a wreck. And then I listen to the audio back and it's like, no, man, it sounds like you're playing it cool <laughs> on the outside. And it's just like burying the, all the other shit. Like just the little voice <laughs> yeah. in the back of your head is like, are you doing it good? <laughs> yeah. But I think like I always have like practice of, that which is kind of sounds like sad of just burying stuff and i like to like i don't know i don't like people to think i am like i like if i'm having a bad day i don't want somebody else to have a bad day because of it even to the point where like i know i have some people who care and i could talk to too sometimes i just won't mention i'm going through something or whatever Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't i don't know where that stems from but it's just like almost a weird um, internal anxiety I get when I'm going through shit, you know? Because I also think I I feel like I'm such an empath as well, too. When other people, like, have, like, maybe, like, a negative energy around it, I feel it. And I never want to do that to somebody else, like, lay it on them. Like I'm starting to um, understand, like, the line or... um 
Yeah, I guess you could say the line of like, when do you say that you're not feeling okay? Because I feel the exact same way. And like, I would also describe myself as an empath where if somebody has negative energy, I really do take it on. Or if they express their problems to me, even if it's a stranger and I just, yeah, like I kind of see they're not doing good. Like I really, really take on the energy and I want to make sure that everybody around me um, is at least like feeling okay. But um, I've learned the importance of speaking up when you're not feeling okay. Because mm-hmm. I never, ever used to do it. And for me, at least, I think it stemmed from... Um, whenever I would speak up, like I wasn't listened to and I was always like shushed. Ah, so I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. every time I would express anything, it just like wasn't listened to. So I just stopped talking. Yeah. It just felt like you're talking to a wall or yeah, something. Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm just like, a, am a very emotional person and, um, that, that gets taken negatively all the time. I think it's extremely powerful to be emotional if you're aware of it and if you know how to control it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I would express myself, it was just like not taken properly or like not taken in the way that I would want it to be. So I just like stopped talking all in all. Um, but now I've like learned to speak up. For, for instance, my friend, um, one of my really good friends, she's been going through some shit and it's very obvious, it's very apparent. And she likes to play it off as though... Um, there isn't anything wrong, which is very strong of her. But at the same time, if you're not addressing what is wrong, then how is anybody ever going to be able to help you? Yeah. And help is so important. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, a huge reason why I'm like addicted to speaking with people now is because every time I have an interaction with somebody, like a true interaction, I really do get something out of it. And I feel like they do as well. Whether it's just having like a really good person to chat to or you learn something new or you have a new perspective. Um, because when you only speak to yourself in your head, then you're only getting your own judgments and your own judgments are clouded by your own perception. That's kind of arrogant to think that you are the only person that knows how to help yourself. (laughs) You're you're not. (laughs) You're absolutely not. And you can really go down the rabbit hole, like get like, it starts branching into like this false narrative of who and what you are. And like, it can get scary. Like, um, and even like, uh, there's, not to get like fucking hella dark, but there's like a lot of Do like it. get dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of musicians lately, like famous ones who've been like committing suicide, and people are like, "Oh, how could he do that?" Like, uh, he's he's got had money, family, blah blah blah. But you actually really know or don't know what's going on in somebody's head, and it's just layers and layers. And it's like goes back to what you were saying. Like, it's important to talk to people about what's going on and get that perspective and absolutely and to go on like a little side tangent based on what you just said um i think it's i don't know i've been thinking about this a lot i think it's very sad and dismissing to assume that just because you perceive somebody as doing good or doing better than you that they don't require or deserve help yeah yeah. like i see it all the time people um and this is where emotion comes in and where you have to recognize where it comes in if you're feeling if anybody wishes anything other than happiness for anybody else in the world, then you really have to look at yourself and see what you're lacking because people are very selfish humans. Humans are very, very selfish beings in the sense that if you don't, if you're lacking something, then you feel as though other people don't deserve it for some reason. So Mm -hmm. if people are famous and you think that they have all this money and people love them and they have fans, then they don't deserve to feel bad and they don't deserve um, to feel the pain that they are having because your pain is worse. Yeah, yeah. And it happens with regular people too, not just celebrities. Celebrities are the easy ones to pick on because they're in the public eye and because media can control how you perceive them. Mm-hmm. But even if just like you have a friend um, who's perhaps going through something, I guess I'll just use specific examples. I'm kind of like trying to like teeter around it because I don't want to like 
stir the pot, but fuck it. I'm going to stir this big old pot. Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's do this shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> if somebody, for example, like gets like a new job or they're in like a good position financially and their friend isn't, the, the, they'll feel the need to just like talk them down to make them feel as bad as they're feeling. Yeah, That's yeah. not fucking fair. Just because somebody's hurt is, um, or because somebody's in a better position than you and they're hurting I feel like people think, okay, good, they're hurting. Let's push them lower, lower down so they meet my level. Yeah. Fuck that, That's man. such a toxic That's thing. That's so yeah. horrible. Oh, and, man. like, I'll speak on, like, me personally. Like, I was bullied my whole fucking life. Mm-hmm. And I never understood why. I was, well, I would think, like, a very nice person. I always um, put people before me. And that, that caused its own problems. Like, I understand why I didn't have friends because I was always in my own head. But I don't understand why I was bullied. I had, like, I was the top of my class. I was, like, good at sports. I was always very nice. Um, and what I've been learning recently through um, my friend, Michelle, who's a decade older than I am and just, like, a very, very smart woman. And also through, like, my mom, who I'm getting closer to. They say it's because they perceived me as better and they don't want me to do good. And that sounds extremely vain. And um, maybe it is, but it... It's it's really sucks when you think that because somebody is in a better position than you that you need to put them down because yeah. you have to understand that maybe you perceive them as better but their perception comes from other people's interactions and if the interaction that they're getting is everybody telling them telling them that they're shit and that they don't deserve pain or to feel their pain then that's who their idea is so my whole life growing up I just thought I was this like awful piece of shit who didn't deserve anything because that's what I was told by people around me oh that's hella toxic it was, you know? it was like so this, toxic yeah it's and so bad. Even, like, I find North American, like, mainstream media for a while, too. It's like if you watch, like, the MTV, like, reality shows and all that stuff. All it is is, like, kind of this judgmental type of entertainment with, like, they'll just pick, like, the Kardashians. Let's follow them. And it's like, oh, they're idiots. Like, we're pointing and laughing at them in a cage. And, like, that people, like, getting overexposed to that like, we'll bring that into their own life. Like, that turns into, like, an influence. It's like, this is what we do to people. And yeah. it's just, it's fucked. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons, or, uh, yeah, lessons I learned, too, from having moved into to Toronto from Abu Dhabi, like, such different, such different countries, I think it was learning that um, you, you are, like, you mentioned this yesterday, you are not your thoughts, mm-hmm. and that um, your perception is, truly just based around what you have been exposed to and it's very very difficult to understand that your normal isn't everybody else's when you're so engulfed in it i was lucky enough to get out of um my current situation a couple times because i moved quite a bit um schools and countries and so when i was put in this new quote-unquote normal i could understand that holy shit people do stuff different everywhere so for example in toronto um i don't know i guess I'm trying to think of a, a, a media example, but I truly yeah, yeah. don't even pay attention to it anymore. That's how out of it I am. And that's why I had such a hard time relating to people because they're so engulfed by it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if you ever meet like somebody and they're like in the middle of a series and they're like, oh, did you watch this last episode? And you're like, oh, I don't watch that show. And they're almost angry that you don't. Yeah. Want, it's like, how could you not? It's so good. Uh, it's like, I just got my own fucking life. I'm not living like vicariously through like television like i'm sure it's great but like why are you mad at me for not like seeing that shit oh, you man. Know? but honestly though i am really bad at just like watching 
movies and TV shows because I know there's a lot of great content out there and I just haven't watched most of it. People get really <laughs> mad at me when they'll do like a movie res- reference, even from like the most, like name five movies off the top of your head that you think everybody have wa- has watched. Everybody has watched? Yeah. Okay, uh, let me think. And I'll tell you how many of them I have. Um, The Lion King? Okay, fine. That's not fair though. I love Okay, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. Yes. Um, I think that's in my head because I just saw like an ad for it. Um, how about media infiltrating your thoughts? Let me let me think of like a new popular one, like the Avengers. No, no, haven't seen that. Um, it's even I feel like I have a big list of like movies you, you should watched. have seen this, but like because I'm kind of the same way. It's more like I I feel like a lot of classic movies I've seen, but like all like modern new ones, I'm very crazy picky. Fair. And I also feel like I'm into like so many things. You hear that creaking, yeah, eh? Yeah, it's not creaking. It's the water dripping in the bucket. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. I finally We're, cracked the code. We are getting the <laughs> air conditioning fixed in <laughs> talk to you. But. And there's just slow like, like drips every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I keep looking yeah. at the door like, who is that? <laughs> it really picks up on these mics as well. But it don't does, mind it. it does. I, I'm sure people don't care. I used to do this show in a park with like a handheld recorder and there was like sirens in the background yeah. and dogs like <laughs> <laughs> jumping in the interview and stuff so you don't realize how noisy the city is until you like take a video or something um <laughs> I, was yeah, like, yeah, I was trying yeah. to take a video of just like my view because i lived on the 41st floor and had a pretty nice view and i listened back to it just like sirens and cars honking and like people screaming i'm like what the fuck like i'm not posting that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like look how beautiful the city is and it's just like eh. i'm like uh yeah, yeah, just I, like in I your head. Because it turns into white noise after a while. You live here. In a, yeah. I live in a basement apartment, and the first week I was there, like um, a streetcar just goes by my house on Girard like every 15 minutes. And not even the first week, the first couple days, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? It's like an earthquake. And now I've lived there for like almost close to four years. I don't hear it anymore, and I only notice it when somebody else comes over, and they're like, "Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. like, what the fuck is that noise?" And like, I'm like, "What noise?" You I've know. been in the city for yeah, I think the same about like four years now. Yeah. I don't mind it. It's it's very different being in a big city though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just white noise. I like it now. Now I fall asleep to it. I'm like, ah, oh, there's fire. I live on like downtown core, like by the Eaton Center, so I get the. I get the bigger bulk of um, traffic and ambulance and all the crazies out at night going to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how you can get so adapted to it, though, or it almost like you don't see or hear it. And that's like a a lot of things. And I think, again, too, to get deep again, like what we were talking about (laughs) yesterday, about almost conditioning yourself to be... We, we got in a huge, like, spiel about conditioning yourself to be, like, positive or, like, negative and... We were talking about people like that. And I actually, strangely, after I was leaving here, I was just scrolling through my uh, Facebook feed and something came up. Mm -hmm. And if this takes too long to open, I'm going to cut this part of the audio. (laughs) But it was like kind of like cosmically correlating to some shit we were talking about. And yeah, we were in some good conversation yesterday. Oh, yeah. No, we were talking about conditioning of having gratitude 
being thankful for your oh, things interesting. and get this so like this scientific report like popped up i don't know if like the phone's listening to me or whatever but if you want to send me articles like this go ahead <laughs> like, um, but it said because uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just like so many times like i'll be like talking about something and i'll get an ad for it but this one's All like a very like positive one but um, yeah, the little quote I, I took a screenshot is like, have it, and this is like a scientific like research, but having an attitude of gratitude changes the molecular structure in your brain, keeps gray matter functioning, and makes us healthier and happier. And it goes on like this big rant how like you can live longer for being like I fucking grateful love for this. shit. I love this tangent. So I've actually started every single morning now. Um, I do yoga now. Um, I used to go to the gym. Well, I still do go to the gym every day. Well, um, on a routine on a weekly basis. And um, that, well, just to go on a little tangent, like that kind of stuff. I had horrible shoulder problems for like seven years of my life. I had a shoulder spasm. It like would cock in and out and I cocked my head like a chicken. It's also partly why I was bullied. (laughs) So I I started, oh man, I went to so many like surgeon, um, like appointments, I went to chiropractor, physiotherapist, um, like a masseuse. I used to go to everything for. So it. would it cause like a spasm in your shoulder? So my shoulder, shoulder, I can still do it now, but it would. Ooh, it would yeah, crack that in looks and painful. Out. It looks it like was. that. Like people can't see because we're like just audio. <laughs> it looked like you just separated your shoulder for a second. So and- I can basically dislocate my shoulder, <gasps> and the doctors in Abu Dhabi would just be like, "Oh, you're just double jointed." Um, really? Because it causes me severe pain and I don't do it out of pleasure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can like, just disconnect my arm at will and put it it's back just in. like, like flowing down, like, help me. <laughs> oh man. So <gasps> I started going to the gym and I strengthened the shoulder in my, uh, the muscle in my shoulder, in my shoulder, my shoulder. And that's what actually strengthened it. So I became obsessed with, um, with physical fitness and with health. And I started doing yoga because I realized that my body just like crack so much oh holy shit yeah so um to go back to our original topic i start every day doing yoga and the first thing i do is i take five deep um big deep breaths and i say something i'm grateful for every single morning and at first it it, at first i was like thinking about i was like i'm grateful for my family i'm grateful for this life but then it became the most random shit i would just go whatever comes to the top of my head i'm like i'm really grateful that like this shirt came in a blue when i really wanted i'm really grateful that like my foot isn't hurting today (laughs) like i'm really grateful that i have like some oatmeal left it was just like when you can find anything and everything to be grateful for it really truly does change your mentality and um we were i think this is like more so where i'll go in like the deep dive of like psychology and like how everything really is a science where you can really truly train your brain to think positively and um what they also say that if you smile like it um it like activates like muscles and like it helps you to like yeah. feel better or something yeah i don't I'm, know the science behind it science but when i that. smile i feel like i get like a rush of endorphins in my head especially if you're not smiling and somebody does something to activate the smile or a laugh or anything like that so i don't know like why but it feels like i get a rush but it's it's good like it feels healthy it i actually like did it today even i came in and um i think so the ac still wasn't working not the biggest deal but it like put a little like downer and 
That was a horrible sentence. It made me it's feel a little good. down, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was hot. All right, I was hot and bothered. There's like a big window here. It's yeah. like you're working in an oven. <laughs> it really is. And I just started to feel a little shitty. And so I just like put this big ass goofy smile on my face and it made me laugh. Like I sound like a four-year-old, but um, I'm happy. So I think it's worth sharing. It, it really is just like these really simple things mm-hmm. that can change your mentality. And they are simple, but they're not easy to do. A lot of people overlook these small um, changes that you can make in your daily life to really help you be a happier person. And I remember when <laughs> I used to think people were stupid. I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah, they think that you can just cure depression by like smiling and like looking in the mirror and like talking to yourself. Um, yeah, girl, try it one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll be a little surprised. Like again, mm-hmm. it's not easy, but it is very simple. And when you start doing these little tricks, it, um, again, like it starts to change like the chemistry of your brain. I'm sorry to anybody out here who actually knows what's going on and I'm butchering the science behind it, but it really does change something and um, it becomes addicting almost. Like I'm genuinely addicted to just like becoming a better person and like making my life happy. Like, isn't that the point? Like, why would you want to be, why would you want to wake up every day and like still be upset about yourself? I think that if you recognize something within yourself that you're unhappy with, you have the power to change it. And if you talk to people and they give you wonderful advice, maybe you should take it. Yeah. And I think that vibe's like infectious too. Like it'll trickle down like, like to other people or if you're around somebody like that, it'll like connect with you. And like, again, like I don't know the science behind it, but it's like becomes like this domino effect. And like, I believe like it can change your life too. Like it can like get you out of a pit or whatever. And like, I know some situations are more complicated than a smile, but you know what? It's, sometimes getting a fresh start on like some trouble you have, you got to be in a good mindset and like just feeling fresh and like being able to attack, attack like something difficult, you know? Definitely. And I, I'm, uh, I really appreciate these conversations and I'm learning how to address them properly because sometimes I can come off a little too strong and be like, it's just this easy. Um, but it's, it's not. And kind of what you said that some situations are a little bit more complex than just like breaking out into a smile Yes, um, but also I'll just say this. Um, I so I'm, I just like I always refer back to like maybe myself as like a sixteen year old, and I kind of compare the mentality I have now as to then. Mm-hmm. And I was going through shit um, as everybody. Everybody's going through shit, right? Like everybody has their own like problems they're going through. And I'm just trying to think about like when I was sixteen, I was so anxious and worried and upset all the time like everything was a huge deal the pain that I felt was real I really truly was extremely sad and paranoid and um angry and frustrated all the time and now nowadays I'm not like it really does it really really takes a lot to upset or like bother me Mm -hmm. excuse me and um that's not to say that I'm going through any less shit now than I yeah, was before. Yeah, yeah. Like, in fact, I'm going through way more <laughs> shit right now yeah. than I was as a 16 year old, but uh, I'm dealing with it better. I've learned how to accept things and assimilate to your situations because once you really come to terms with the fact that shit is always going to keep happening, you mm-hmm. are always going to be going through shit. You're always going to be tempted um, with the emotions of, like negative emotions, like frustration or paranoia or whatnot. But once you can recognize where those are stemming from and then like act on it rather than maybe like 
keep pushing it because I remember when I used to feel upset, I just used to just like do things that would make me still feel sad. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. like sad music. Almost like or, dwell in it, you know, like yeah. swim around in the dark water. Just like, like keep going deeper, <laughs> yeah, deeper. Yeah. And it's, um, it was a big battle between like, okay, do I keep like going deeper and deeper into the sadness or do I ignore it? And I chose ignore it for a while where it was like putting on the facade of like, yeah, like I don't, like I'm, everything's fine. And kind of to go full circle, um, it should be neither of those two options. You kind of just have to accept things for how they are and then figure out, okay, what do I do next about it? So for me personally, it was like moving. Moving was a huge thing. I freaking hated moving all the time. Mm -hmm. I always had to be the new kid again. I always had to find new friends or like I got very, very used to the idea of just like not getting close with people because I knew I was going to move again. Yeah. And um, that's like no way to live. And so I just had to kind of sit myself up and be like, okay, this may or may not happen again, but for the time being, this is where I'm at and this is how I can react to it. Mm -hmm. Rather than just get in my own head and make everything the worst it could possibly be, play victim, be like, why me? Why do I have to do this? Like, it just... Yeah, it almost puts weights on an already difficult situation in a way. Exactly, exactly. If If something horrible is going on and you have zero control over it, for me, my biggest thing was my anxiety. I would, like, really prep stuff up to be horrible. Like, for example, for school, um, if I this sounds so juvenile, and it was, but my my parents were very hard on me. If I got like a uh, a grade less than what I needed to get to impress my dad, I would dwell on it so much. I would like cry before I left school. I would sit in the bathroom and like have a panic attack and just like prep how I would address it to him. Yeah, shit. Yeah. So it's already <laughs> you're beyond facing the problem that you are later you're it's, you're it. almost yeah having it immediately and like right. even Instead turning of, it into like a narrative in your head of like and it's almost like having that situation with your dad over and over and repeating in different ways and different scenarios exactly and, instead yeah. of just like let's say you can't control it, right? Like I knew for a fact my dad was going to get upset. So instead of just enduring maybe like 30 minutes to an hour of him yelling, I instead spent 6 hours beforehand like hyping myself up for how horrible it was going to be. Yeah. And sometimes he didn't even give a fuck. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay, cool, bitch. Like, go yeah, to sleep, yeah. try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so why, yeah, yeah. Like, it was my own doing of why I was so upset. It was my fault. I was the one who, like, sat there and decided to think about it and dwell on it and cry about it. Basically, I'm just getting it. It's like, it really, truly is in your control of, like, how to deal with situations. Yeah, yeah. And earlier you said, like, you don't want to butcher the science or whatever, but... I don't think that at all because you've almost like lived this experiment of shifting the positivity in your head and like just manifesting that. And you've seen like or not even seen you've lived both sides of the coin. So it's it's cool to hear you talk about this, too. I think this is very powerful. And like there's a few people I'm thinking of right now who are people who really get into their head and like have like a lot of issues with that and i'm excited to send this episode with them because i feel like they might need to hear like a lot of what you're saying right now that's really awesome i really appreciate that um i i am gonna pat myself on the back a little bit because um kind of another thing that people take for granted just just every everybody takes things for granted right like you don't know what you're missing until you're you're it's gone or like you're exposed to it but for me it was like i never truly felt like i had um people there around me so I will pat myself on the back and say that I pretty much kind of did it on myself like the experiences I've had and the interactions I've had with people are what formulated this mentality I have now but it kind of really was me pulling myself out of this 
victim card I was playing all the time. I I lived a pretty good life. Looking back on it, and like to this day, like I am so f- like grateful and fortunate for the life that I'm living. Um, but all the problems were inside of my head. Wow. It was it was really fucked, and I think that's also a big reason as to why um, people or why I didn't receive help. One of the reasons is because I never asked for it. But another one is because anytime I did ask for it, it was shunned away because how could I have any problems? Like I lived this wonderful life. I had like two parents and um, two parents who lived under the same house as me. I was able to afford schooling and traveling and um, I was athletic and I was intelligent. So how, how dare I ever complain about anything? And so I never received any of the help I needed. Um, it was very, wow, very yeah. lonely. It was, yeah. it was super lonely. But going back to like the grateful thing is now I'm grateful that I have friends and people to surround myself with who can like I can now talk to because now I now that I understand that my thoughts are not who I am and that my thoughts are just a complete compilation of the experiences that I've endured and like my own personal knowledge. Um, there's people around me who still don't ask for help, and I like I appreciate you saying that this could help people because um, I think talking about things and communicating is just like the key to everything communication and that whether that be verbal or whether that be your body language towards somebody or the way um, you treat people like communication really is fucking everything because you only know what you know yes yeah and what you're exposed to and you have to understand that you play a role in everything like honest to god everything don't let your ego get too big and think that you are the center of everything but you do make an effect like even just us sitting here right now people have a perception of us and we're giving out a perception based on like you know, how we sit, how we market ourselves. Oh, this is going down such a huge Yeah, I like it. I like <laughs> I it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how you said that too after like two people walked by and looked in the window, but it's like, it's so true. And it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, I don't know, communication is a powerful thing. And it's something I've learned and more conscious about, uh, out it, like through doing the podcast for a couple of years too, and like getting like, feedback from strangers or whatever how the how this made them feel how this they didn't feel nothing about like this other one or whatever it's uh it's very interesting and um going back to like almost you talking about um just uh you uh being more open about it and helping and i feel like maybe like some of the reason why you would smile on somebody on the street, a stranger or whatever is like, since you've been through it all, you can spot somebody who's maybe been in a similar place that, that you've been in the past or whatever. And just goes Definitely. back to that empathy or whatever. It's, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. And um, yeah. I was, I was going to say too, and it's, it's, um, it's great how you can articulate it too. Cause it's, it's hard to sometimes talk about this stuff or explain like, I don't know. Oh, it's man. crazy. It's you you crazy. ever think of like writing a book? I know you you talked about like doing the podcast and starting so your own crazy. thing. But oh yeah, my yeah. God. Oh my god, this conversation just like honestly makes my head spin. First of all, the fact that you said I could articulate it properly, like my biggest issue growing up was that I couldn't articulate my thoughts or what, what I was feeling ever. I was never able to do it, and <clears throat> I think that's why I was such an angry kid because I was trying to say something but no one would ever freaking get it. So I would just like keep it and it would make me explode. But yeah. um, going back to the book thing, I don't know what I want to do. I think eventually, maybe, even if it's just for myself, um, like podcasting is even, I guess it's like a almost like an audio 
book you could say or yeah yeah, yeah a little bit even so. if you say you i'm gonna pitch you an idea right now please say you did a bunch of episodes like you kind of picked like a selected subject of like similar stuff we're talking about today mm-hmm. and you just recorded a huge rant on it just let it all out there down the road you can go back as it and take these recordings of references and maybe like cut them down, clean it up and like make it into like a tight, like little easy to read thing, like yeah. or something like a coffee table book or anything. That's like so it's cool. cool. Like That's there's so, so much cool. you can do from this audio. And I actually got inspired uh, to almost create and come up with ideas in that way from a guest who might be coming in on Saturday. They're doing something completely different. It's not like due to mental health or whatever, but they're, structuring like a tv show around the life of this guy who just was like a punk roadie in a punk band and just like all these wild crazy stories but they're kind of like telling his story on the mic like and making episodes about it but all these episodes down the road they're gonna like cut out like the best parts of the stories and make it like a comedy movie or television series or whatever but I can see you doing that, like with your rants and turning it into something else, like a, a book, or even like just keep it as like a podcast series. Or... I have no idea what I want to do with it. It's mm. um, it's become overwhelming, <coughs> almost in the best way, um, with how new everything has been. Like me being able to like talk to people and like me being almost like a good influence and like inspirational towards like these conversations. It's very very wild to me yeah so um like yeah those definitely are like things that i want to do i just need to figure out like how to do it Mm -hmm. because i do have a lot a lot i want to say i just don't know how to i guess like i tried recording i did my first podcast a couple days ago and um i have things that i want to talk about i have them in my notes it's just i need to be passionate about talking about it and i feel like that's why i get a little slow to start because there's so much i want to say but unless i go down a specific rabbit hole it's so much that i just kind of keep quiet about it also i have to be passionate about it in the moment like there was some things i wrote down about past relationships i've had and how um like the lessons i've learned from them just like being so close to a human being and getting that insight on their mental um their mental state. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm not currently in the moment, see, like, emotion drives a lot. Yeah, so yeah. So if I'm not emotionally attached to it, it's very difficult for me to get back into it. On the same side, though, um, maybe having that emotional detachment will allow me to, like, talk on it more um, unbiased and more objectively. It'll just take me more time to, like, reflect on it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it really yeah. does take time to be able to reflect on a situation and, mm-hmm. like, see it for what it was rather than for how you what part you played when you were in it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And it's um it's even hard to like do a solo rant. Like right now we're yeah. like bouncing back and forth like an ongoing tenants match without any like points being struck, you know? Like it's like a rhythm to this. But uh yeah, it's it's uh I've done two episodes where I just turned on the mic and it's like yeah, it's it's such like a different feeling cuz um I don't know, like it, it comes to like this energy and sometimes you can like over or feel like you're overthinking Definitely. something when you're really not like you're just, but yeah, it's like having that fire too. There's also power. It's like, um, say you had the fire and you're thinking, I want to capture this on the mic, but maybe I'll do it in a couple days or whatever. If you're here and you got the time, turn it on, like yeah, capture yeah. that in the, in the moment, like energy. And I, I believe there's power to that as well. Definitely. And I yeah. think I'm going to get, I mean, I'm in the studio for like seven hours a day and if there's nobody in here, 
I should. I really should just turn it on. Even if it's a lot of white noise, I can cut it out. I'll learn yeah, how to Yeah, definitely, edit. definitely. I I, I'll help you, too. <laughs> You've been you. helping me. I'll help you as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. And even I remember yesterday, too, uh, just kind of like off the record, you were talking about life, and we were kind of like talking about like intuition and paths and all this. And you were saying that how you have like all this stuff you want to say, and then you happen to get this paid internship here. And you're like, hello, there's microphones like right in my face. Like, like it's cool. Like it almost feels like it's like a meant to be moment and you should definitely take advantage of it. It's been, it's honestly been fucking crazy. Um, I don't know if you would call it the self-fulfilling prophecy or um, karma or good energy or whatever the fuck it is. But seriously, like when you start dedicating your energy and your time and your mental efforts towards something like the universe kind of helps you the fuck out. It's like, okay, here you go. And um, the way I have like all these like little psychology lessons, but basically one of them (laughs) that I like to mention to people is your brain capacity can really only take so much. You can't focus on a lot of things at once. People call it spreading themselves too thin, whatnot. Like, so let's say you can only focus on five things and um, you have, Uh, your job you want to focus on if you're no I'll start on the negative stuff so you only have five things you can focus on if one of them is like let's say you're going through a breakup okay cool that's one thing that you're dedicating your time and your emotion towards another one maybe you're upset about um, like your financial situation so that's all you're thinking about another one being you fucking spilled coffee on your shirt okay fuck it now that's making you mad current events events, (laughs) now you only have two things to fucking focus your your energy on and just like the positive things where it takes time and energy to nurture something and to really dive deep it's the same thing with negative aspects. If you have something that's negative in your life and you keep thinking about it, you're going to keep reproducing that negative energy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it truly is really simple. So if you're really focusing on, on the bad things that are happening, you're nurturing that and you're putting more energy into that and you're kind of letting it fester into the rest of your life. Whereas you have something positive to think about, even if it's something as stupid as the fact that that sunflower is really pretty and I've been staring at it kind of the whole time oh yeah it's just kind of over my shoulder (laughs) yeah like i just have a beautiful display of plants in front of me if that's what i'm focusing on then that's one of the things that i'm even distracted right now because all i can think about is that goddamn sunflower (laughs) yeah yeah basically just occupy your time with things that you want um to occupy your time with like you know how they say don't dress for the job you have dress for the job you want Mm, yeah yeah i was thinking about that a lot today i was just like thinking of people who um I have such weird thoughts. Yeah, like, like it, go there. Let's, let's okay, go. Okay. I want to. I want to hear what you. So think. I was thinking about like um, I was on the subway and I was overhearing this girl almost like snobbly, just be like, "Yeah, and like we have like a tour coming in Montreal, but like the tour bus was like really small and like they didn't have like champagne." And I was, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to look at who this lady was. I was just like, "This is freaking hilarious." <laughs> this lady's complaining about how she doesn't have champagne on her tour bus. Like, okay. And so I started thinking about it. Um, I was like, I wonder, I wonder how involved in the music industry she is. Like, is she really somebody big? Like, who knows? Maybe fucking Avril Lavigne is behind me. Yeah, like, J-Lo played yesterday. Who knows? Really? Again, you could have walked by her. Yeah. Or it could have been the most random person. But yeah. the point is, I didn't even care because I was so convinced that that person was a big-time person because of the way they were speaking. Yeah. And so I kind of went into this thought loop of, like, they really truly believe that they're this big fucking star. And you know what? They are because that's who they think they are. Yeah, yeah. And if they put themselves in that um, world, whereas they're going on, even if it's shit, maybe two people showed up. Maybe it wasn't even a tour bus. Maybe it was a van. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But in their head, they're they're really trying to make it happen. And I actually respected that person a lot. My first thought was, wow, this bitch sounds snobby as fuck. And then I stopped myself and I thought, 
like no good for them like whatever maybe hopefully they're nice to people <laughs> yeah yeah but for them they're really immersing themselves in that world i am a superstar i need this i need that who's to say maybe it's good or bad but that's who they want to be and they're immersing themselves in that world and they're probably fucking gonna get there because that's what they're trying to do yeah that's cool and it's i think like what you were just talking about it's so great to be able to analyze things from more than one angle where a lot of people don't do that as often no. though like have maybe like your first moment like oh what a fucking bitch and then maybe tell a story later it's like yeah this bitch said this but it sounds like you like well you actually did like you thought of it all day it's like hey like this is reasoning why or whatever and there's more layers to absolutely yeah. everything I in was this gonna world say, like, like nothing's black and white you know to go like, on a deeper layer this yeah. the other thought i had was maybe the reason that oh it's going to really deep maybe the reason that woman is um she was speaking very loudly she wanted the whole subway to hear her and i thought maybe she's so insecure in where her spot is right now that she needs to put on this facade that she's actually a lot um higher up in her in her world than she thinks she is yeah and that's what i was having yeah. i feel like um confidence is very silent and insecurity speak very loudly and who knows maybe she really did have the worst champagne on, on her, her life. <laughs> yeah. who knows but the thought that i went to is maybe she truly is just unhappy and she um is unable to deal with it in her own life so she needs to put out this facade such that people don't question it anymore. Wow, yeah, even this around strangers, like, I'm a star, basically. Yeah, like, it's really around everybody. I kind of go a little bit deeper into it with people who are in my close circle because I truly care about their situation. But just with everybody, any interaction I have, anything I see, um, again, communication doesn't have to be verbal. It can be um, body language or whatever. I really just think about the why behind it. Like, why was this portrayed towards me? So a lot of people will get upset if somebody speaks angrily towards them or if somebody is nasty towards them. If somebody's nasty towards me, um, generally speaking, I don't really get personally hurt by it because I know that nasty people or people who are nasty towards others are kind of generally really hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why, why do you feel the need to make me feel so down? Like, mm -hmm. what's going on in your life? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I'm not at this job anymore, but uh, Friday I had my last day there, and a bunch of us, we went out for drinks, and I'm not, I'm not going to put anybody, like, names under the bus or whatever, but I just overheard in another conversation from this girl who sometimes people have problems with, like, she'll be very, very angry and then some days, like, a lot of us are like, oh, yeah, fuck you, bitch, or whatever. Like, that's the go-to mindset. It's right. like, why are you being like that? And then, hello, nice <laughs> random people. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. A little girl's waving at me right now. But, uh, but yeah, um, and then I overheard a conversation I wasn't actually in, but she was just saying to somebody else, like, feeling comfy and open after a couple drinks, saying... The reason why I'm like that is like it's almost comes from like an internal like self-conscious thing. And she says it comes out either two ways, like anger or sadness. And she's she said like a quote that gave me like goosebumps and made me feel bad for her. She's like, and I ain't crying at work. So she kind of like projects like kind of like this angry mood and stuff like that. And it made me like just kind of think of like a different perspective of like how people have interacted with her in that state and even myself as well yeah. sometimes too. And it's like, like there's more layers to things than just on the surface. It's like, sometimes we don't, like you said, we don't ask the why. It's, and it's the why so is important. important, powerful. Like, you know, 
So I'll give an example. My I was uh, living with this girl for a year. My lease had just ended with her, but um, whew, she was uh, she was quite nasty to me. Um, she didn't acknowledge my presence ever. But then when I would do something that she didn't like, she would just like rage at me. She would say horrible things. She would say, "Who raised you? You're like the most irresponsible." Blah blah blah, person Jesus, ever. She yeah. was just horrible. I'm just not gonna shit all over you. Just yeah. shit all like fucking diarrhea shit all over <laughs> me. And I was like, okay. And this was constant. This was every day. I felt horrible energy in my room. I hated being there for the last two months of my tenancy. I didn't even live there because it was just so nasty being around her. Um, she said horrible things to me. She's done horrible things to me. Um, but none of it. Every time she would do it, it just made me feel worse for her because I could understand that she clearly wasn't happy. So um, I was never nasty towards her. Like, seriously, in any other situation, I feel like, or if I was any other person or at any other point in my life, I think I would have probably raged back and been like, fuck you, like, who are you to talk to me like that? Like, you're rude, you're disgusting, you're mean, blah, blah, blah. I never, ever once did that because... I could imagine, I could really imagine how she was dealing with things and how hard it must be for her. And I don't know why she chose me. Maybe I was the easy target because I lived with her and she had to see me every day. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever want to be nasty towards her because who knows what she's going through. She was probably treated like shit all the time. And like when she's nasty towards others, it's probably that self-fulfilling prophecy in her own head. So let's say I were, I would have been nasty towards her. She'd been like, I knew it. This, this person's a bitch. Like, fuck her but I never ever was I was always nice to her I'm always nice to everybody because um well for one it's it's definitely like a a selfish thing where it's like I want people to know I'm a good person but it's also like you never ever ever know what anybody is going through ever and you are not ever allowed to dismiss anybody's feelings if somebody feels a certain way you have to fucking accept that shit and that was a big lesson for me to learn too because I was always putting other people first and always wanting everybody around me to be good and like um, for me to be a positive energy in other people's lives. Yeah. But um, sometimes I wasn't. Sometimes I would really hurt people's feelings, even though I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Um, I would make people feel upset. And I had to accept the fact that even though your intentions may be pure, if somebody feels hurt by something you did or said, then you have to fucking acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, seriously, it's really important because nobody chooses the way they feel about things, right? Like, um, for instance like a girl walking like with a crop top and shorts on the street to me, that doesn't offend me anymore. Cause that's like the shit I wear, but to other people, it could offend them for, for a majority of different reasons. And it's not to say that they're right, whether it be religious reasons or because you have a jealous boyfriend or girlfriend, it's not to, this isn't validate. This isn't rector um, or justifying the way that they're feeling, but you have to validate it. But you have to acknowledge why. Why do you feel jealous? Why do you feel a certain way? Why are you offended by this person who's wearing a crop top and shorts? For me, I was extremely offended seeing women like that on the street. I was like, "You have no respect for yourself, whores." Blah blah blah. And it's because of the way that I was raised. I was told that if you go half naked in public, that you are indecent and that you're basically just allowing people to like judge you. Obviously, that's the wrong fucking thought. That's yeah. that's a horrible p- perspective to have, but it's the perspective that I had based on the way that I was raised in the country that I grew up in. Now that I can understand, wh- okay, why was I so judgmental toward this girl that was clearly just fucking wearing a, a crop top because it's hot <laughs> outside? Like, yeah, why yeah. am I so upset? And I realized because, okay, cool, this is what the propaganda told me, blah, blah, blah. Mm, and then I rectified so my thinking. Yeah. Am I actually upset by her wearing a crop top? No. What it really was is I want to wear a crop top and not be judged by it and not be called a whore. 
So when you think about the why behind your emotions, it's actually very powerful because you learn something not only about yourself, but the way that the world around you works. And you can understand that it's not the way it works for everybody. Everybody takes things differently. Everybody interprets things differently. And it's based on how people were raised and the, what they were exposed to. Yeah, fuck yeah. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, just... Uh, because because we're almost at an hour now, I like to keep it around there, and I I feel like I could talk to you like for five hours right now. But there is an importance to being able to like check yourself. I think mm-hmm. what I really got out of that too, and a lot of stuff we talked about too is like kind of like ways to keep your head up and stuff. But the reality is, you're not always gonna be happy, no matter how conditioned you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the human experience. You're going to have days where you want to cry. You're going to be angry. But hopefully, like, I don't know. There's just, like, you can condition yourself to find healthy ways to power through those moments and everything. Definitely. And I think today, Alex, you dropped some fucking gold, like some <laughs> gems. And it's, like, oh. and it's also, like, I feel like even as my like for myself it's important to hear these things it's like i'm getting therapy out of this conversation oh. right now yeah so you have to talk to people about it yeah um kind of going to what you just said though another important note i find is um acknowledging your own like it's important to acknowledge other people's feelings and whatever i say that you have to or whatever i suggest i should say um that we do for other people that includes yourself so one thing also is acknowledging your own feelings like when you feel sad about something um, that's okay. That is totally okay. You have to feel the sadness and you have to acknowledge your own feelings because if you don't, they're going to get repressed and then they're going to come out in other ways in situations in which that you don't have an emotional attachment to. And that is very dangerous. And that is how a lot of miscommunication happens is when you're not dealing with things that you're currently feeling. So for instance, well, I'm not going to give it for instance, cause I don't have one, but, um, now whenever I get sad, or if, if I'm going through a lot, like yeah, this yeah. summer has been heavy for me. Ooh, like I was going through quite a bit and um, I didn't cry. And the people who were like kind of wrapped around the same situation as I was, they're like, Alex, like, are you actually okay? Because like, yeah. what the, f- you're, you haven't kind of expressed anything once. Uh, to give more detail, I was dealing with a person who was actively and outwardly trying to like hurt me a mm-hmm. lot and was doing really, really nasty things. And I had to keep my... I had to keep my composure because, um, cause otherwise it was just a horrible situation. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, this is, this is your roommate you were seeing? No, 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 this was a guy else, I was yeah. seeing. It, oh, was, shit, it, it yeah, got yeah, really, yeah. really nasty. Yeah, and, fuck. um, he was really trying to destroy me Holy <laughs> and currently shit. still doing it. And, uh, I really had to just keep myself calm throughout all of it. And I was acknowledging my situation and I was like, okay, this is really, really making me upset but I haven't cried yet. And I was like, damn it. Like, I just really want to cry. Get it out. And eventually I did. I just fucking like burst it out. I actually cried in the studio. I forgot what it was, oh, but man. I was like crying my eyes out. And there's people, I like work in a public space. So there's people walking around. Yeah, there's no like privacy no where privacy. we are right yeah, now. It's the biggest window. window. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally cried yeah, and yeah. it felt so good because I was finally acknowledging my feelings. And the reason I was so eager to like cry is because I knew if I didn't then, then it would have festered into something else in my life and so I'm really at a point in my life now where if I feel a certain way even if I don't think it's right or if I don't understand why I try to and I try to acknowledge my feelings because it is so fucking important to do that and it goes the same way same way with positive emotions if you're proud of yourself for something and people aren't making you feel good about it fuck them go find people who are going to be proud of you like getting this job that I have now um, the guy that actually that was trying to ruin my life 
he wasn't happy for me. He Fuck walked in that here guy. and he like looked around <laughs> and I showed him what I was doing and he was like, yeah, I could do this, but my job pays more. Ugh. I was like, uh, thanks for dismissing like my entire I I, I never what? met him. I hate him. Fuck <laughs> 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 that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going through but, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, later on, I'm going to be thinking like, why did you hate <laughs> Like from what we learned today. <laughs> oh, no, there's and so then, many loopholes to go into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... I don't know. Yeah. That's 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 too bad that you've had to go through all that too. But it's also I don't know. I feel like in the end, like with shit like that too, you're learning more of I don't know towards like shit we were talking about too, and different perspectives and everything too. And I think you dropped a lot of great gems on this episode today. And we, we'll definitely do a part two down the road. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. I'm going to, I know in part two, I'm going to contradict, like, a, I'm going to listen back to this one and I'm going to be like, no, I didn't say that correctly or something. Oh, it's that's, just, that's what so happens. so much to talk about. It's crazy. Even like, like, it's just natural as a human being. We're always growing and our minds are changing or whatever. So like, we'll do one a year from now and maybe something will be debunked. It's just like positive thinking, like <laughs> takes 10 years off. You're like, you never know what the fuck Who knows with all the, all the different like signs coming out. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing I will say though is we are like, like the first generation to study psychology and to like accept it as a fact. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that insane? Like, we're the f- one of the first, I think the first generation, like, really, it's only been super recent where we're taking psychology seriously and, like, the way the, the brain works. And um, I guess with that note, I'll just kind of say, like, be easy on people who don't get it. I used to be very uh, angry towards people who would kind of dismiss my mental health. You can't blame them. Yeah, they, they, they were just never don't know. Taught it. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they were raised a certain way, too. If you have shit going on in your life, don't even fucking think about it. Push through, push through, push through. Like, no one would ever acknowledge these things. So I'm extremely grateful that we're able to have these conversations and people are able to actually learn something from it and um, gain something from it and be able to speak out. It's really freaking cool. Yes, yes. It's really cool. Yes, and on that note, <laughs> I want to let everybody know, if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Talkshoe, Stitcher, Google Play. I remembered to put Talkshoe part in my field. Um, that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at girthradio.com. You're going to see a picture of Alex in the studio. Some stuff, uh, some Talkshoe-related stuff. And yeah, and speaking of grateful, I want to end it off and say I am very grateful for you helping me with this show. It's cool. Like I got some momentum again. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, too, it's, like, so amazing to have, like, some help, you know? And even if it's just, like, taking a picture or making sure the mic's, like, pointed in the right direction or whatever. But you do way more than that. And I just want to say I appreciate you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you. This job has just been, like, mutually beneficial in every single way. So I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. I'll point the mic towards you anytime. Hey, hope you enjoyed that one. Like every episode, we're going to end this with a song. And this is a track that recently, long story short, blew my mind. Um, <laughs> it's made from a friend of the show, Katrina Hardy. It's a brand new musical project she calls General Noise. And I want to mention, if you guys are longtime listeners of the show, she is the sister of Sages, who's been on twice. And I don't know what's in the Hardy sister DNA, but but holy shit, are they both ever good at making music that sounds like something I've never heard before. So yeah, give this a listen, and if you dig it, 
I just noticed she had a she has a Bandcamp page for this track, and the link to it will also be on the page dedicated to this episode at www.girthradio.com, episode 88. And yeah, if you're really feeling this track, and I entice you to purchase it as well. It's a name your price thing, and I think it's important to encourage people who may be a little under the radar who are doing really special shit like this. And I'm going to stop talking. Thanks for listening today. This is Tectonic Creep by General Noise. Girth Radio. There's no reason